Alrighty, guys, thanks for coming back to the Frosty and Bardio show. This is our first sports edition show. Uh, we're really excited, and uh, we got college basketball rolling around the corner starting tomorrow night. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun night. Indeed, it will. I'm excited. I'm also kind of annoyed because I have to miss the first games, but that's not gonna distract my uh, enthusiasm for the beginning of the year. So yeah, yeah. I just wanna get. That's too bad. You got. Got to get a test in or something. Who the heck? Okay, little little rant right here to Steve Wiggins, Doctor Steve Wiggins. Why do you do this? <laughs> you, I have a test at nine p.m. that night, and then the Duke and Kentucky game starts at eight thirty. I can see bits. I, I probably will watch for like the first half of the Kansas Michigan State game. I think that's at seven thirty, but Duke Kentucky I might record yeah. and then watch later because entertaining. Yeah, that's going to be worth it. Right. Let me get your... Uh, should we start off with who you think is going to be the national champions? Or... Oh, your initial hey, hey, yeah, yeah, we'll... reactions in the top 25. So, uh, going down the list. Do you, have the, do you have it open? Yeah, top 25? I, have it, I have it up right now, so I'll look at it. Oh, yeah, I'll just go off okay. what you want. Um, there's a lot more SEC teams than I thought. Like... I honestly think SEC might be the second best conference this year. Okay, so I have a a, a slight, uh, you know, little breakdown of conferences that I live by, like the encyclopedia okay. of conferences. So I always live by this, you know, ACC. Oh yeah, by far the m- most good teams. So which is I think is the most valuable. Mm-hmm. So most good teams goes to ACC. Then I say, the uh, best worst teams goes to Big East. Kind of the a weird. The best category worst teams. I mean, just like so, the worst teams in the Big East are the best out of any other conference. Actually, yeah, like St. John's and all of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it makes sense yeah. if you think about it. And then, I feel like SEC has like the most like average teams. So like. I feel like they have the most teams that could like compete in the tournament. Like maybe not like go deep like the top yeah. ACC teams. But like especially this year with like what you're talking about, I just feel like there's like a lot of teams that have the potential to be big competitors in this up like upcoming year. I I just think okay, I don't know if you've seen it. Right now there is Kentucky's number 2, Tennessee's number 6, and Tennessee has one I don't know who voted. T- Tennessee is a number one overall, but has one vote for number one overall. Uh, Auburn's Yikes. number 11. Uh, Mississippi State, 18. Uh, LSU, number 23. And that... I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm a pretty big believer in Tennessee. I mean, I, I still feel like Kentucky oh, yeah. will trump them. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I feel like Tennessee will be... Definitely, like, I think, honestly, Tennessee will start off better than Kentucky. But, you know, Kentucky will always always mesh together. Yeah, but well, and Kentucky has some, like, season. odd pieces this year, which you don't see. Because they, like, they have Reed Travis. Yeah, a transfer. I think that's going to be honest, huge yeah. I think that puts them, like, yeah. I mean, it'll be it'll be a fun, a lot of fun transfers Okay, I'm going to go year. over. Interesting and ju- juicy. I'm going to go over this one matchup, okay? 
beginning of the season. It's not one of the, like the top games, but um, I think I think on the first day it's UMBC versus Marquette. How do you feel about that game? Marquette's gonna win. Uh, hey, okay. Look, honestly, like UMBC, like like they really. I, they're a fun team to watch. Like I know it's like the <laughs> hype's like out of control and stuff, and like all that jazz. But like Marquette's like low key gonna be good. like they're designed to be like the three point shooting barrage team. Like they literally Dude, have I, know, I was looking at their roster in the nation. Like literally, um, Hauser is gonna be like one of those NBA players that just shoots threes like his whole NBA <laughs> career and does nothing else. <laughs> He's one of those guys. But I mean, Marcus Howard's another three-point shooter on that team. That is going to be like an absolute stud behind, like obviously behind the three-point line. But I, I feel like he's going to kind of take his game to the next level this year. So Marcus Howard, sleeper, uh, Big East Player right. of the Year, uh, hot take from that's actually not, that's from Bardo a right here. Yeah, big prediction. I like it though. Yeah. But, all right. Yeah. And let's move into the other game. Actually. Yeah, let's let's move into our the other games of that night, and then we can move on to our predictions for the entire year. So yeah, yeah, let's move it the on to biggest, that. I mean, uh, you go, you go. Which games uh, first? Kansas, tomorrow? Michigan State. Okay, yeah, I mean, just sneak sneak preview. I I think Kansas is gonna win it all. So I mean, I think they'll start out with a win. It's gonna be a great game. I'm saying, you know, it'll be a. A grinder. I'm, I'll say it's like eight point or less deficit. You know, throughout yeah. the whole game, it's gonna be like a lot, a lot of lead changes. Uh, I think Cassius Winston's gonna have a double double with points and assists for Michigan State. Start off his year. Dude, blazing. I'm a big fan of Cassius Winston. Um, big fan of Cassius. Yeah, he is. He is a yeah. super fun player. To, yeah, he is. He's like definitely like gonna be have a good NBA career in my opinion, but um. Definitely excited to watch him, and then I want to see how like the Kansas transfers mesh with all the uh, returners, and then some of the youngsters. Like he's gonna be yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, playmaker for Kansas. Yeah, he's him, him and his brother. I mean, his brother's kind of been overlooked just because he's such a stud. You know, they're both gonna contribute a lot to the team, and obviously, I'm excited to see our boy from the Woodlands go out there. And I haven't really watched him. I know. I always knew he was like a top like ten recruit, but I never got the chance to actually watch him play. Yeah. Hey, and we're we're talking about our boy Quinn Grimes. Quinn Grimes. Yeah. He uh he's from the Woodlands area, and another rookie that they got is um Dotson. Uh, he's gonna be a very good player. Um, I know, think they're both uh very athletic guards that uh just like can score it's gonna be a weird year from the mesh because they lost like three of the higher scores so i think the first few games are gonna find the rhythm but they shouldn't have a problem because they have azabuki which i think they relied to a lot in the beginning because he was basically unstoppable last year yeah his his field goal percentage is out of of this world and uh a stat that i thought was insane is so the ap voters whenever they make the ap top 10 or Mm -hmm. top 25 um they said that if you took all the starters uh, that are projected to start for Kansas off the team, they would still be in the top 25. What? Really? I did not see that. So that's holy. Yes. That, that's, that's incredible. Like, you know, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, they're, uh, they're a next-level team. The only team sure. that I can see, like, somewhat battling is Kansas State. But 
Just because Kansas State had that run, and it'd be so, I have so much momentum right now. Kansas State does. So. Yeah, and uh, I mean they're like they're one of those teams that's like they have the veterans along with yeah. the athleticism that it's like they they can they can make the run. That's why I like Kansas a lot because not only do they have the young like lottery pick talent on their team, but they have experienced transfers and players that have been in the system that will be good leaders for them. So like they have all around different areas that they need yeah. to be successful. I'm already what was it? They have fourteen in a row, fifteen in a row? You know how many? It's somewhere up there. Yeah. Oh Big Twelve. They're a lot. They're a lot. It's crazy, yeah. But um and then Yeah, Big Twelve Big Twelve's pretty much locked by Here's some other but, uh, other interesting games. We'll so obviously it's Duke, Kentucky, which is like the main one of the night, but um Florida, Florida State is going to be that's interesting. Be... Yeah, that's always a rivalry. And Florida State's supposed to be pretty good this year, so. Yeah. Ooh. Man, that's going to that's gonna set the tone for sure. Yeah, I don't know. That'll, that'll then, be an interesting one. That's. I have a. I feel like. I said I have a kind of a. I think BYU is going to upset Nevada on day one. Mm. That's my bold take. Dude, that. I could see it. I could definitely. I don't. See I it. think Nevada is. Ooh, that would all, be. They all live up to the hype. I don't know if they're, they're going to be like the Rockets this year. They have the hype. They don't have the. They don't have like the grind. I feel like that always happens. Like a, like a mid-major team like Nevada does really good in the tournament before, and like not only like do good, but they like show that they can control games, and then the next year they're like ranked really high, and then just automatically yeah. disappoint. Like, okay, I. Don't think they'll not make the playoffs. I just think they'll just not the playoffs. They they won't. I don't think they won't. Not. I I say I'm a. I I still still think they'll they'll make March Madness, but they won't just dominate teams like they predicted to. Yeah, I mean they're they're definitely better than oh, last yeah. year. Um, they got they have a top one hundred freshman, so. It's always important to have one of those. Then, of course, they got the brothers back, the uh, the twins, which is they're incredible. I like them. I more. feel I feel kind of bad um, for uh, and, what's it, Caleb? What's the other one? Cody looks gets Cody. so overlooked. They're yeah. both good. One of them can't. It's uh, Cody's yeah, the one that can't still, shoot threes. But I think, and, uh, well, honestly, he's gotten better. He'll be able yeah. to shoot threes by the end of the season. And then their point guard that he got injured before yeah. the tournament. So he didn't even play. Nobody even knows this guy. It's a uh, uh, Drew, freaking. He's he was like one of those like defensive two way point guards that was huge for them. So like, if they had him, then you know they could have done even done even more in the tournament. So I mean, I still think they'll beat BYU, but I mean, obviously, I wouldn't be surprised just because it, it seems like it's kind of set up to happen. Okay, that way. let's move but, into uh, predictions for the year since we've yeah for so, sure. Uh, yeah, we've we've kind of gotten an upload of the tomorrow's yeah. games and stuff. I mean, you what do you th- well, I guess real quick, what do you think about Kentucky Duke? What are you feeling? And also Kansas Michigan okay, State. Okay, I think Kansas is going to win by okay. I want to say 11. I think I think I think it'll be tight like back and forth. And then first like end of the first half Kansas going to be up by like five, and then they're going to slowly like make that lead a little bit larger. 
I think yeah, I think Kansas. I, I think Michigan State's going to be up yeah. at halftime actually, and then Kansas will end up making a late game run and kind of pull away a little bit, like maybe like an eight game, yeah. eight point win. But is what I'm Duke Kentucky is super hard. That's going to th- be oof. I think that's going. I it just seems like this always happens. An early game ends in like a a buzzer beater, and I feel Michigan like that's going to be the game. Ah. <sighs> Okay, I think, I think Kentucky's gonna be the better team in the long run because Kentucky and Duke, I'd say, are even talent-wise. Yeah. But I just feel like the like athleticism trumps talent whenever yeah, you don't get to the mesh year, as a I team, f- and I feel, I feel like Duke's. So I feel like Kentucky's gonna end up better by the end, but I think right now the hype is so big for Duke that like. They're gonna to want to come out and win, and you know. Give me a score prediction. Yeah. I think it'll be. Well, like, what's the margin? Like, how much do they win by? I think Duke wins by literally a buzzer beater three. So it's like destiny, and then. Yeah, I I think it's one okay, of those. Okay, I'm games, the yeah. opposite. I think Kentucky is gonna win, just because I do not trust Duke's bench. Because Duke's bench <laughs> okay. is. They have Marquise Bolton, and they have Alex O'Connell. But that's about it. So, like, if if one of them gets in foul trouble, if Cam, RJ, or Zion, who yeah, who's who's gonna start other than the big three? Oh yeah, Trey Trey um, Jones. I, I want to say. Oh, okay. I gotta see. I think it's either Marquise Bolton or is it Jack White? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's but rough. it's. They might they they might go small ball honestly. I could see them starting McConnell. Yeah, okay. The only thing is though, Zion's like six eight, so uh, he can play center. Dude, he can't play this center. I'll, I'll he'll play center I'll by the end had. of the year. Um, I'm on there. They, Duke always posts their um their lineups and stats on Twitter, so I can see who starts. Um, but this one it just makes me worried because. When they played in Canada and played their earlier games, the like Trey Young, Cam Reddish, RJ, and Zion had like seventy-five percent of their points, or like seventy-five to eighty-five percent of their points every single game. And so, if you get them out of the game, you'll be successful as opposing team. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been kind of like overlooking Duke a little bit just because. The hype is like overwhelming towards them. They're like, oh, they have the top three recruits in the top 100, so they're automatically going to win. That's just not how it works. We've talked about this several times. It's, it's experience is what yeah. wins college basketball. So, I mean, I I still have a lot of confidence in them because like, they have three solid scoring options. So you shut down one, they got another guy. You shut down both of them, they have literally yeah. another guy. So it's like they're still going to be a very tough team. I think I I think they're going to be. I want to say, at the I think they're gonna be elite eight. I don't know if they'll make the final four. Because as as time goes by, yeah, it it always happens with Duke teams. They find out how to get like teams find out how to beat them, which is kind of under yeah. So yeah, I I mean I could see them honestly making it to the final four, but I don't think they remind me a lot of that Kentucky team that uh. You know, went undefeated in the regular season and then lost in the final four. You think so? 
you know, to <laughs> Wisconsin. But I mean, I I don't think they're quite as talented as that team. But I think they're gonna have like a comparable, like gameplay style and like, you know, season. But I don't. I mean, they're not gonna go undefeated. ACC is a lot harder than oh, that yeah. year's oh, yeah. SEC. So, you know, you got Virginia, who's strong. Virginia's all freaking hungry dude, after that UMBC. I think Virginia might just just because they're freaking hungry to eat. Like they must be so embarrassed that they come out like swinging this year. Yeah, that they'll come out. I mean, people are like, "Oh, Virginia sucks," but they they'll literally like either win or compete for the ACC regular season yeah. title every year. But so. um, but um, let's get those predictions in real quick. Uh, uh, so you want to start with national champion? You know, I kind of talked about uh, my Kansas prediction. Um, pretty confident in that team doing well. And uh, kind of talked about how that AP top 10 stat just from their bench. So, I mean, the depth is there, which is very important. And then, like I said, the experience is crucial. So, what about you? What is, what's your I'm doing Kentucky. Prediction? Just because I okay. like what Reed Travis is bringing to the table. Two-time All-Pac-12. He's basically taking a leadership role on this team with his... With, um, a bunch of freshmen. They have uh, like. I, I love the idea of that because you know Kentucky. They've had those like, you know, those average mediocre players that take the leadership role for Kentucky. But I've this is going to be the first Kentucky team that has a leader that will actually yeah. be one of their main have, players. So so that's why Kentucky has three yeah. returning scorers. And last year they have PJ Washington, Nick Richards, and Quade Green. And plus, they have three top 100 freshmen. So that's seven players that you know can score their ball. So, I don't know. I, I just yeah, find... for sure. I see it hard once they mesh as a team that a team can beat them. I, it'll probably end up as Kansas-Kentucky final, which I would not be surprised to see. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, that'd be, a, that'd be a fun tournament. I mean, there's a lot of talent. It's going to be a great year. Uh, one thing that I'm afraid of with Kentucky is, like... Shy Gildas Alexander. By the time the playoffs rolled around, or like the March Madness bracket rolled around, um, he was like that. He was their floor general. You know, yeah. he was he led them through all their games. And Quade Green kind of fell by the wayside because they used to split time, and now and then Shy kind of took over, and then now he's in the NBA. So hopefully Quade can learn to be that kind of floor general that they need. Yeah, I. I think it'll mesh by the end of the year. This first game's gonna be interesting to see. Like, yeah, I think I think I think Kansas Michigan State's gonna be a very clean game. Like, we're gonna see like some like top tier yeah. talent, and then I think the Kentucky Duke game's gonna be a very like it's gonna be pickup B. I guess is a word that I I'd use. Like, it's gonna seem like it's just. Five guys going out there playing. Some oh, it will be one hundred percent. Be extremely good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it'll be a very unorganized game just because they're young and still need to mesh together. So. Yeah. Okay. Who do y'all think? So going off of that, um, player of the year. Since we've gotten uh championship finals out of the way, who do you think should be a player of the year? Oh, my boy, Carson Edwards, Atascacita, Texas. He went to high school there. Um, 
He uh, goes to Purdue University. Why, uh, he is why quite you... the stud. So, uh, okay, so I, I like him a lot because Purdue, uh, four out of five of their starters are now graduated. So he's the only returning starter. He was already their like kind of leader of the team. So, and I just feel like um, he's kind of destined to be like a top tier player, whether like whether he wins the award or not. I think he'll have like a very high chance of winning it by the end of the year because he's going to be their main scoring option. He's going to be that guy that gets people in position to score. And um, two are like the last two winners of the uh, um, you know, player of the year were experienced point guards so we're on a trend that says that that's the destined or the the wards the wards just pretty much platformed for point guards that have experience in college basketball so jalen brunson last year and then frank mason uh two years before that so i mean it's just it just seems to always happen that way and that's what i'm nervous about in my pick because did you know this i saw the stat too Upperclassmen have won Player of the Year for six straight seasons, but this yeah. year's gonna be different. I believe so. R.J. Barrett, out of Zion Williamson shadow, is gonna win it, just because I think he's the best all-around player in college. And he doesn't have to force a lot of things. Like like Carson Edwards, he lost Isaac Haas, he lost Dakota Mathias. And he always has to take a, like, like a super lead guard heavy role. We'll have the ball in his hands most of the time. Where I think RJ Barrett won't have to force a lot and won't have to make stuff happen, which will be in his benefit. And you can like show out his pure skill. And he's kind of taken over the leader. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you followed the, um, the Canada tour or the, um, uh, what's it called? Like the earlier games. But in the Canada tour, they didn't have Trey, no, they didn't have Cam Reddish. And it was so Zion, um, Trey Jones, and uh, RJ, and he averaged 31 points per game. If he can keep that up for at least the start of the season, I don't think anyone can stop him. I honestly like, yeah. I the first argument, I mean, is obviously you know the amount of talent they have. On That's that what's nerve wracking too, because I think like, they might catch each other out. So like any, yeah, that there's going to be some canceling, and it's like. Even if like he was to do really good, like w- there's like two other guys on the team that are like <laughs> high chance of winning. Yeah, that's too, what's so, nerve wracking though. Know. Cause I was I initially I was like I don't know if I want to do this, but I think just because all the focus will be on Duke this year and all of like the media surrounding it, it'll be hard to not pick one of the players. And I I, I mean I don't I could I, I kind of feel like even if a rookie just went off and like just feasted i feel like they still give it to an upperclassman just because it's just the trend and how it's yeah. always been done so that's another thing that i'd but be i have, I have a list about. of six people but, i think um, i can win so i have rj barrett carson edwards nasir little from uh north carolina dedrick lawson caleb martin and luke may those are my six yeah i put luke luke may is my second choice um he he kind of reminds me of you know your Frank Kaminsky big that can he's like a he's like a fundamental I don't I don't know if he yeah. will be good in the NBA just because 
He's nothing special about him. Yeah, but he's the yeah. ty- he's that he's that college basketball stud. You know, like yeah, there's always players like that too. He's the he's the type of player that just wins it. You know, he's just got that that like yeah. stereotype. I know. I I totally agree. Like he's a good player, but I think people will overshadow him this year, especially if he's going against Zion, because he'll probably be guarding Zion. Or an RJ Barrett, which will be an yeah, interesting match. I would like yeah. to see that match because I don't know how. He he's low key he's low key underrated. Yeah. On, defensively, I mean he he definitely he's an effort monster out there. I mean he he definitely does. Okay, what he and needs then to we'll do. shift to uh, teams that didn't make March Madness last year that will make it this year. All right, I went ahead and went with Oregon. Um, not a not a big believer in the Pac-12, but uh, I think Oregon's gonna absolutely blast the entire Pac-12 this year. Uh, Bull Bull, did you see that video? Tall, tall boy. Yeah, splashing. He, uh, he will, he will not get blocked no matter where he is on the floor. He, uh, at the end of the game, down by two, you just give it to him and he shoots a three and uh, uncontested just because uh, he's a building above anybody else that would guard him. So, he uh he will definitely be a huge addition to that team, and they also got Louise King, who's another oh, yeah. ESPN Louis top one hundred player that is Ooh. gonna be, yeah he he's a stud. So this reminds me a lot of the Oregon team that made it to the Final Four a couple of years back. Um, you know they had uh, those two two bigs in uh, Chris Boucher and uh, the Warriors Jordan forward. Bell. What's his name again? Yeah, Jordan Bell and Chris Boucher are the like extremely good rip protectors, and then they're gonna have that again this year because um, uh, they have um, Bull who's obviously gonna block the crap out of anybody. And so, okay, I I saw this. They're they have the such a tall lineup. So they have freaking seven three Bull Bull. Then they have uh six eight power forward. Six seven small forward, six six shooting guard, and then six three point guard. Holy so cow! They're just gonna yeah they're 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 a tall. Oregon team, plays so. no I mean, I, one I, good before, um, division play. Yeah, Pac twelve. They play Iowa. Dang. That's the only well, team I mean, that's they're not even ranked. That's it. they play Baylor, but they're just they're just very well ranked. Like Payne Pritchard is a, a floor general. Like he's gonna be so beneficial for them and then they have the bigs like athletic bigs that don't need the ball yeah. to score you know like just pick and roll and then um a sh- like depth like they have some shooting depth and so i just the talent on that team is definitely going to get them into the tournament like there's i just can't see a way that they won't so i mean that's my team that i'm most confident in making the tournament that wasn't in it last year okay and i picked indiana who, um, yeah, it'll be an interesting year for Indiana. They have Romeo Langford. They have F- Rob Finnessy, I think is his name. He reminds me of like a little Yogi Ferrell type. Um, okay, but I think they they will compete for the Big Twelve, if not winning, not Big Twelve, Big Ten. It'll be between th- them. I don't think Purdue is top three, but them and Michigan State for. Big Ten, Ooh, and they had a yeah. down year last year, I so mean, all the upperclassmen would be hungry. So, 
it's just been a while since Indiana's been relevant, so it makes me nervous. But I think this yeah. team's really talented, so I definitely, I definitely agree that I think they'll make the tournament. I'm not quite as confident as Oregon. Yeah, okay, Oregon you know, to me is like the we gotta have, that one team. Have our, Let's look at the rankings and like the shaping of their team. I was that's gonna be interesting. But Indiana, because they have Jawan Morgan, who got second team All Big Ten last year, Romeo Langford, and Archie Miller. He didn't make it last, like coming from uh, Dayton. It's gonna be a strange. It's gonna be strange for him not to make the tournament last year. So I can tell they're they're, they're kind of hungry. Yeah. I mean, Michigan State's definitely gonna be the alpha dog yeah. in the Big Ten. Uh, but I I could see Indiana. Um, oh, there's a lot of hype around Indiana, so I mean that that definitely helps their odds of making the tournament because that that'll give them the hype the the media boost okay. as they call it. You know, the teams that get a little extra. Yeah, extra energy november 27th india plays at duke that'll be an interesting game and then an- another classic december 8th home versus louisville which is always an entertaining game duke louisville no or... it's uh indiana louisville and Indi- in indiana at okay. duke which we'll probably see the shape up and how the freshmen react to the insane media coverage that game will get I've never seen oh, yeah, for sure. a team like Duke as get as much media coverage as it had. And if you think about it, oh, I was thinking yeah. um, Marvin Bagley III is supposed to be in this class because he reclassified. Just imagine if they had Marvin. Oh my gosh. They would literally have the top yeah. four because Marvin Bagley was one in this okay, class. And so your be, team that wow. won- team that one. won't make it that's in the, currently in the top twenty-five. Went with Washington, also Pac-12. Um, I think there's four teams that are better than them in the Pac-12. Two. Oregon, so Oregon, USC, UCLA, and Arizona. I know Arizona's going through a lot of scandal issues right now, but I still, they they're always at the top of the Pac-12, and I think they'll continue to do so. UCLA, very talented. Um, uh, they got some young players that I think will mesh well together, and then USC has Benny Boatwright, who I think is an absolute stud. And uh, we'll lead that uh, team of another athletic team to uh, the top of the Pac-12. And Washington has some really good players, and they actually beat uh, Nevada by a pretty big margin in a close scrimmage, which makes me slightly against them. They beat Washington. They beat Nevada. I just yeah, close scrimmage. It was like by twenty. (laughs) But close scrimmages. you don't know what happens in a clothes scrimmage. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Martin brothers didn't even play. You know, we have yeah. no idea what went down in, in a clothes scrimmage. So, um, yeah, I mean, all the, the another thing that really turns me off from them is, well, first of all, I think all the teams in the top twenty-five are really talented. So it's kind of, it was yeah. kind of hard to choose, but I, I I feel like Washington's that team, uh, because like the Pac-12 has no clout at oh, all right now for sure. Literally, okay. Literally, there was four teams that were in the from the Pac-12 that were in the tournament last year. Okay, so two of the teams were in the playing games. Both of those teams Who's lost their USC playing and... games, so they didn't even make it. Uh, it was um freaking and Arizona USC. State oh. and UCLA. No, no, UCLA, USC. Oh yeah, yeah. It. Oh yeah, that's right. Them as a Metu like UCLA left. and Arizona yeah. State, and then so. Yeah, UCLA lost to St. Bonaventure, and then Arizona State lost to TCU. Okay. 
And so, and then Arizona lost to Buffalo in the first round. And then the other team, who was it? Shoot. What was the last Pac-12 um, team? Arizona. I think it was just them three. I think it was just Arizona. No, no. Uh, you might be right, but I just remember if there was another team, they also lost in their first round. But yeah, Arizona lost to Buffalo, the 13th seed in the first round. So not a single Pac-12 team won in the tournament last year, and that was only with three or four, which I think it might have been four. But so that that gives like a maximum of four teams yeah. that are going to make it just because of how how much of a failure they were. So and that just shows how much confidence I have in the Oregon team because. They're going to just run the table, beast on everybody. And then, um, you know, I feel like the teams that always trump Washington will just continue to do it. Um, I, and Washington's talent, I just don't think they're going to do what it needs to take with uh, how weak the, the view of the Pac-12 oh, yeah. is now and the, ta- the talent surrounding well, them. Well, and so. it makes it worse that uh, Sharif O'Neal is out for the season for UCLA. Because I would have gotten a lot of media coverage, but yeah, and I picked LSU, which is kind of, and yet UCLA, UCLA is good too. They have Jalen Hands, who's yeah. a freaking stud, and then Arizona has Ryan Luther, who is literally the Pittsburgh Panthers' best player. So like, I I'm like like Washington is literally the fifth best team yeah. in my opinion right now, and I could see a maximum of four teams. For me, it, the but, Pac-12 yeah, is a so battle that's just for my second view place. On it. I don't think any team's in it close to Oregon, but I can see the likes of Arizona, UCLA, Colorado. They're going to be like, I think Colorado is underrated this year. Yeah, yeah. They have the favorite for the yeah, Pac-12 Player of the Year. They, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I Colorado is such a, a good program. Like they've never they they never really get like top tier talent, you know. But they they always are successful just because yeah. of their program. So and then. But, well, uh, I'll, I'll do mine real quick and then we have to wrap it up. Wrap it up. But um, I picked yeah. LSU, which I was talking a lot about SEC earlier, but I just don't think LSU has the the mesh. They have good players. They have Nas Reed, top twenty player, top ten player, I think. He's a five star center. They have um, a transfer from Oregon that's really good, Cavell Bigby Williams. Um, I think it'd be a lot of players trying to get their own shots. Cause you you kind of saw the problems last year. Um, they lost in the second round of NIT, but the, I think the most interesting challenge is they have twelve away games at teams that made the NCAA tournament last year. That'll be it's mm. that's insanely difficult. And plus, with Auburn on the rise, Tennessee on the rise, A and M took a a big step backwards, but. They have a, there's a lot of like there's a lot of teams that have a chance to do good things. And last year was super competitive. I don't know if the the uh, SEC tournament was insane because you have teams that like don't get that many don't get that much media coverage. But Mississippi State's underrated this year. I think I just don't think they'll mesh and they'll lose a lot of games early on in SEC play yeah. before they get the chance because they're all they have two transfers and a freshman starting. And a lot of times that's really hard to uh, yeah, yeah. predict how they'll go. I mean, yeah, now that I think about it, you know, my locks for SEC, I could really, I'm pretty confident in Kentucky, pretty confident in Tennessee, pretty confident in Auburn, and then I'm pretty confident in Florida. So that's four teams 
that I have above LSU. So, I mean, but on the other hand, I could see a lot of SEC yeah. teams making it. It depends. I, but a lot of times so we'll in see. competitive, um, what's it called? Not divisions, but competitive uh, conferences like that, Conference. a lot of teams like beat each other out. So, like, a team will beat a team and then they'll lose to another team. Like, you can't, like, tell who's the best team because – Say like a Duke will beat a Virginia, but then Virginia will beat North Carolina, and North Carolina will beat. There's a lot of like teams that beat each other, yeah, and like go in a circle. Kind of like the Pac-12 does in football a lot. Yeah, I just I think it'll be the four teams I just listed, and then I feel like I feel like at least one out of Mississippi State and LSU yeah. will make it. I I couldn't I couldn't see. Both of them making it, and I also couldn't see neither of them making it. So. Yeah, that's what that's what my yeah. I was I was a tough one because I I trust most other teams in top twenty five. I think they did a good job getting the year, but obviously in the first week there'll be a lot of changes and there'll be a lot of stuff to talk about. But yeah, there's always upsets. Um, so. It'll be a I'm a excited. Fun, fun start Tomorrow's to like the, the year. best day of the yeah. year for me. Well, actually, it's like yeah. Thinking watch all those games. I wish. I mean, okay, yeah. Quick way, I, I love... wish they had the all-nighter thing. Remember, like, two years ago when they used to have basketball games 24-7? <laughs> like, this would be the perfect... Yeah. I'm, I'm in college now. I don't need to... I used to have, like, a bedtime, like, throw away. I can watch whatever I want now, so... Yeah, I mean, the best time of the year is when you get to make your bracket and watch college basketball all uh, day, yeah, every day, yeah. on multiple <laughs> different TVs. But yeah, it's it's been a fun start to the uh, Frosty and Bardo first episode of the sports segment. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in again, and uh, hopefully y'all enjoy this year of college basketball. All right, I'll see y'all. Peace out. The Frosty and Bardo Show is produced and edited by Chris Green. Copyright to Blake Engelbart and John Roskowski, 2018.